0: Welcome everyone to another edition of Drunk Agile, with us as always, the lively, the very lively star of the show, Nisha. uh,
1: As lively as as ever.
0: Thank you, Nisha, for that. Um, (laughs) The Yogi Berra of Agile. Pratik Singh. And of course, you know, I was, so uh, so Mark, I was going to introduce you, and I was going to say... uh, you know you what, know, you're. I, I think you're too nice to be on the show. I just, you know I, just I, you know, I think you're just too nice a guy. I just, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable well, I, I, having I, I nice did, people. I did bring show. some whiskey, so. I. Okay, well, that, that's, that's and that's really, not, that's the price of admission. That's all you need to do okay. to get the door. <laughs> that's... So, uh, Mark Kilby, uh, thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, really, really glad to have you.
2: Well, and, and it's great to be here. And, and anytime I can hang out with the two of you, and see you go back and forth at each other, that's that's oh. a that's just a
0: a gift. Well, so we have a rule here. Um, you know, any guests have to pile on to pratique. So you oh, and I yeah, right. just be- oh. we'll, see, we'll
1: see how that one goes. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> that hasn't worked for Dan in the past. <laughs> I know.
0: Yeah. Um, so Mark, we were talking a little bit before. Uh, and it sounds like you uh, you started up a, a little bit of controversy on on a, on a oh oh we did we did we did we didn't talk about the whi- I wanted to get right to the controversy we didn't talk <laughs> oh, about yeah. whiskey yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Pr- pratik what are you drinking sorry I just got so excited <laughs> I, have, I got so excited
1: I have the cost uh, Strength Batch Eight as we have discussed before one better than Batch Seven one
0: better it's one point seven percent seven plus plus
2: um, Mark what do you got there. I saw it. It looked, some, it looked interesting. What, what... So um, I, I, I'm going back to my southern roots here. And uh, <laughs> I, I have some old smoky Tennessee whiskey. And, and, and this awesome. this is a uh, salty caramel flavor. That's just so awesome. <laughs> I, I can't even tell you how cool that is.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm enjoying but,
0: it. Yeah, good. <laughs> We got to get us some of the, that for uh, for our stash, Patek.
2: Well, if you do, if you do go up to Gatlinburg, you you have to try their whiskey tasting. It is the strangest combination of whiskeys you will ever find. So. You were just in Gatlinburg, weren't you, Pratik? I was what, in Gatlinburg,
1: Gatlinburg last year. I kind of ran away when I saw the flavors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Pritik, it's okay as long as you don't hear the banjos, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I am happy to say,
0: beginning, finally beginning to replenish my stock. So I uh, have a brand new Aberfeldy that I nice. just bottled my bottled myself. Um, it's a, a bourbon cask, fifty seven point two percent. It was. Uh, uh, 2001, so what does that make it a 20? I think it was just gobbled this year. So about a 20, 20 year old uh, Aberfeldy. So uh, nice. very, 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 very happy happy with that. So cheers, everybody. Cheers. Everybody everybody have a, get ready for this. Uh, so Mark, I almost. <laughs> that, was,
2: that was a good week. Smooth, smooth, right, Mark? Smooth, very smooth. Yeah.
1: I can, uh... taste, I can feel the caramel. <laughs> did,
0: you, did, you, did you say that was a good week?
2: <laughs> yes, <I do.
0: laughs> yep okay now we got uh we got the atf after us for some mark's moon shining on the on the weekends um all right uh so let's get back to the controversy mark can you let us know what
2: uh, what, what could you have what could you of all people have possibly said that was so controversial i know because i'm you 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 claim i'm too nice of a guy uh to be on this show but uh there's there's definitely some some obvious challenges to remote work. And then there's others that apparently are not so obvious. Hmm. And I'll just come out there and say that usually Scrum does not survive remote well, Hmm. it just doesn't. And the, the, the main thing is the time boxing. So if you have people spread across multiple time zones, whose time box do you use? But the strange thing is, and I've I've seen this with scrum teams, I've seen this with safe implementations, uh, they try to shoehorn it, which means somebody's up at some ridiculous hour trying to make this work. And, And so it doesn't. And that was actually one of the reasons that I was attracted to Kanban because of the idea of flow. Because based on when people could collaborate and maybe they could pair, maybe they can mob, but maybe they couldn't, based on where their team members were, they could still move things along. They could still achieve flow. And that's that's where I'll tell clients, Kanban is probably a better direction to move into, but it does take some some discipline. Yeah, I mean, I was,
0: so Prateek, I'll, I'll let you have first, First shot at this because um, I was going to say, Kanban's not without its its yeah. differences oh, yeah.
1: either. Remotely, so, oh, yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah. So so, Pratik, go.
1: Yeah, and and I can I can kind of see if um, if if you were trying to do Scrum, uh, canonical Scrum circa 2013, there are definite failures, and unfortunately, that's that's what a lot of people are trying to do. They're, they're, yeah. they haven't kept up with the evolution of the Scrum Guide as well. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but or the as, cleaning uh, of the scrum guide. Or
1: the cleaning of the yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, exactly. Or uh, the cleaning of the scrum guide. And and I do think that the timing of those ceremonies can be an issue. Yeah. Um, but there is definitely, with the cleaning of the scrum guide, I mean, and again, I recommend everyone to, if you're doing scrum, if you have been doing, if you plan on doing scrum, go read the scrum guide and try to understand that thing rather than the interpretation of the scrum guide that people give you before you move forward with it. I think if people actually understand what that scrum guide is trying to tell you, it is doable, but at the same time, there are traps. Like what you mentioned, there are traps of timing that do exist.
0: Yeah. I mean, if 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 I can take this in, Maybe slightly a different direction, and then uh, both of you can overrule me, and and, and we can go back. Um, because I, I want I, I want to touch on the, the, the di- wait wait, <laughs> we could both
1: overrule you.
0: Yes, you, you, you and actually actually you're right, Mark. Only you can.
1: Your, <laughs> actually, <laughs> he right. meant you right. and Nisha. He right. meant yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> that, um, that must be a really good. Uh, bottling I, that you have I, there because you're getting yeah. very
0: generous. <laughs> That's <laughs> some good whiskey. <laughs> it's the nice, you're, you're rubbing off on me, Mark. It's just the nice thing. I, I know it's, I, I'm going to go punch myself after this. Um, <laughs> anyways, it is it's it is probably probably the, uh, I, no, I'm just going to say it. I mean, I, I guess I don't know that I have the, the hard metrics on this, but I would say anecdotally, the number one feature request that we get for actionable agile is the ability to subtract out weekends, to subtract out holidays and things like that from our from our from our cycle time calculations. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know if we've talked. I don't know if we've talked about this on, on Drunk Agile yet or not. We might have. We maybe we, we might have been drunk, so we don't remember. Yeah, so, um, and it's it is it is the, it is the feature that I just I will not implement. I mean, as, as long as I have anything to say about it, which you know maybe I'm sure there will be. some come a point where I don't have anything to say about it. But as long as I don't, I, I have something to say about it. I will not implement that for all the reasons that you're talking about, Mark, is because you have teams that are geographically dis- dispersed. And so once we start talking about weekends, you know, well, not not all cultures observe the same weekends. Yes. Obviously, not all cultures observe the same holidays, right? right? And so now you get into this kind of, you know, weird thing of, you know, if I've got team members in you know, three, four or five different countries, well, which weekends are we talking about? which holidays are we talking about you know and and you know you're so so i mean I, my point is this 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 is a difficulty, i think for you know a kanban implementation you know just just as much as it is a, a, a scrum team and i just want to am- amplify if i can your your thing about about discipline you know because i i just think it comes down to, to to that exactly whether you're doing scrum whether you're doing kanban um, so
2: i don't i don't think i could pin that one on any particular framework, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I I think I would, I would say that's more, it, it, it seems like a smell, Mm -hmm. a, a smell of we may not be collaborating the way we can. So if we're collaborating, if we're pairing, if we're sharing the knowledge, who cares? You know, who, who cares when the holidays are, let those people go on their holidays and because you should have enough knowledge sharing on the team that you can have some flexibility and people can go on vacations. And I realized that's, that's a novel idea in the last year and a half, but, (laughs) um, but, but still even before, even before that time, how, how do you, how do you make sure the knowledge is spread around the team so that, and not everyone needs to know everything, But if you're, if you're collaborating the way an agile team should, that should be a minimal problem.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I I recently saw this somewhere. I think it was on LinkedIn. Someone asking a question of what does cross-functional really mean? Does it mean that everyone can do everything or does it mean that the team has the ability to do everything? And think that's kind of where you're headed with what you're saying is if, if we have the ability as a team to 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 be able to take up everything and move it along who's who's on holiday when the weekend is when the day starts for you and when the day ends for you should not matter
2: yeah yeah um and if you're if you're paying attention to the flow if you're paying attention to the cycle time you'll you'll get a sense when it does matter or you'll get a sense where all right maybe somebody's being a little too generous with their vacation time you know you'll you'll you might get some hints on that but otherwise i i everyone still tries to control too much i think and and that's that's a big problem well, so so let's try, let's try to get back to
0: your, your original point, Mark. I mean, do you? I mean, so let, let, let's say that I'm I, I'm on a Scrum team, mm-hmm. and we love doing Scrum, and we've had success at Scrum, but we have faced these challenges of of moving to the remote world. What what is the antidote to the, the problems that you were talking about? If I, if I still want to do Scrum, do you, do you have thoughts on that? So,
2: it depends. <laughs> Shocking answer. Yeah. Uh, if 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 it was a team co-located doing Scrum. And they're now dispersed they're probably still dispersed within the same time zone not a problem then scrum is not a problem but when you start getting beyond i would say team members with two or three time zones of difference it becomes a real problem so in in the book that johanna and i wrote from chaos to are you getting oh good man i was about to grab mine i don't have to do it so um thank you sir uh but From that book, we we talk about hours of overlap. And when you start start getting beyond six hours of overlap, that's where Scrum really struggles. And that's that two or three time zone difference. When you start getting less than four, it's hard to be an agile team because there's a certain level of collaboration that happens no matter what you're uh, using. Uh, But if it's a team that was using Scrum, I'm assuming the majority of the time they were available to each other. Now, in the book, we actually show some examples of uh, a group all the same time zone and still not av- available to each other eight hours a day because some had other responsibilities. I know that should never happen, but it does. Uh, but but even if you, you're in the same time zone, in the same office, you can have people that are not 100% available to the team. But if they're in the same time zone, Scrum is, is feasible for a remote team. Well, so just
0: just to, to clarify your thesis for our audience hopefully but maybe they're drunk by now maybe they don't care um, are you you' you're not necessarily saying you can't be agile with with remote teams or are you saying that that it's
2: oh no you can you can be agile yeah okay. you can be agile and it just depends on how many hours of overlap you have but to decide which kind of techniques you're going to apply. I'm I'm trying to avoid the framework phrase because that <laughs> stirs up a whole other set of conversations. Yeah. yeah. Um, but with, with six hours or more of overlap for most of the team members, Scrum can work. That usually means they're in the same time zone or adjacent time zones. And I've got clients that were remote before the pandemic and they were doing Scrum and they were completely unaffected by the pandemic. Uh, but when you have teams that are spread out, and we're getting we're we're getting to this tipping point now, as some companies are saying, you know, we think this remote way of working might work for us. Or hybrid remote, there's a whole other can of worms. Uh, but if if we if we can pull remote teams with members anywhere, oh great, we can still do Scrum. Watch out, that may not work out so well for you.
0: Well, so Prateek, help us out because in Kanban, we do a lot of the same events in Scrum. We're still doing stand-ups. We're still, hopefully, we're still doing standups. We're still doing retrospectives. We're still maybe doing some type of planning.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I mean, planning's probably the easiest of them all, especially if you're, uh, I mean, if you're, if you're talking about, hey, using something like Monte Carlo or whatever to, to figure out how much we can get done. The others are where it becomes a lot trickier, in my opinion, especially retrospectives. Um, finding that, that, that perfect time slot where you can bring everyone together for a retrospective. And then probably more importantly, um, the, the time to follow up on those retrospective items and actually get something done out of those retrospectives. That I think is where it becomes tricky. Stand up, you could probably do something. It's just tricky because It's especially if you have teams across the world, it's the end of the day for one person and the beginning of the day for another person. That's tricky as well. So on the tricky scale, it's planning is probably the easiest. Stand is probably the second and and that, and then I think retros are probably the hardest. Um, You can get people together, but you can do the follow-up.
2: So I would probably modify that Uh statement a little bit. I would say, Doing those events as we would do them co-located would be tricky. Yes.
1: Yes. But if
2: you start thinking about what are what are the outcomes we're trying to achieve with those events, such as a retrospective. So we're looking at, you know, basically what worked, what didn't, and what might we change. That opens up many different options on how you can approach that. Mm-hmm. And so I've had I've had teams that have done fully asynchronous retrospectives. Uh, they spread it out over the Period of a week, we had boards. They contributed. We had uh, facilitation during that time. Uh, as a facilitator, I will say that was interesting. But we we were able to make that work. Uh, and I've also had teams that have blended retrospectives with other events because that's when the team was gathered. So I I think I tell the story in the in the book about one team that was doing mostly integrations kind of work. And so it was a lot of short projects. And what they decided was, oh, let's have a separate channel and chat for any issues that come up. We'll we'll capture them there. We won't really discuss them there. We'll just capture there. And once a week during one of the standups, that's when they would kind of triage them. So anything that was a five minute conversation, they usually had an action. Somebody would take it on, done. Anything that was longer, five minutes, that got queued up for the retrospective. And so they would schedule a separate time. So it was more of a poll based retrospective. It wasn't on necessarily a regular cadence. It's when, when they had meaty subjects to, to work through.
1: So I think, I think what you're, uh, if, I, if, if I could try to interpret that, I think what you're trying to say is doing the scheduled every two weeks, you get together at this point of time retrospective, is hard to do with those distributed teams unless you're doing these things where you're collecting data, you're collecting feedback and data throughout. Yes. And 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 that, as you said, retrospective spread over weeks could yeah. could probably yeah. work out pretty well.
2: Yeah. And and that gets back to what Dan was saying earlier about if there's some discipline. So if there's discipline around collecting that information, whether it's automatically or doing some kind of pulse survey of the team, how are things going on this particular item we discussed, you know it's it's keeping that discipline Oh, let me take a minute and just fill out something real quick and say yeah this is working well or no this is awful we got to try something else.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, and if I can. I'll 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 be the the semi scrum apologist here, you know, on, on this um, because I have to say I'm I am a huge fan I am a huge fan of the the just in time or pull pull based retrospectives that you were you were talking about, Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to work on a team that back in the day of physical boards. I don't know if I'm in my day we had physical boards, right? Um, I don't know, obviously, in remote, that's another thing. Maybe we should talk about is 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 tooling yeah. for for remote uh, for enabling agile. Or not, or disabling agile. Um, but back when we had physical boards, you know, I worked with the team that they they put a, a sheet of paper up right by the board. And mm-hmm. anytime the team had an idea for a retrospective, they would they would write it up on that sheet of paper. And I think they set a whip limit of three. Anytime there were, there got to be three things, three open items on that sheet of paper, they would stop and they'd have a retrospective. Didn't matter where they were, didn't matter what they were doing, didn't matter. They got their three things, um, they they stopped and did a, a retrospective. And I think that's I think that's hugely powerful. I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of, you know, yeah. of that. Um, to, to kind of pull that back to, to Scrum, though, um, obviously there's, uh, there, I shouldn't say obviously, but from my perspective, there's nothing in Scrum that would, would prevent that. Um, and I think I, I think Scrum would say, you know, um, the point is you have to have, a, if we're talking about retrospectives, you have to have at least one retrospective every sprint. Now, when, you know, how often, um, if you do more than one, how often you do it, when you do it um i would you know i would think they'd, they'd be okay with it you know that mostly being up to the team as long as you're as long as you're actually just just doing it once so that's but that, that's my take anyway
2: you know? and I'm, I'm poking at that a little bit saying okay it, and if everything went smoothly do you still need that retrospective
0: uh i uh, i i would i would argue it's absolutely I mean for me anyway my answer to that would be yeah if if, if the team decides we don't need a retrospective as long as there is team consensus we don't need the retrospective well, why why would we waste our time
1: for sure great and 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 again uh, just to double up on that though it's it, this is the this is the the understanding of scrum versus what the scrum guide says thing of you need to have at least one or, most teams go we have to have the retrospective at the end of the sprint. This is when we do it. This is allotted time. This is when we do it. Again, this is why I encourage people to go actually read the Scrum Guide. That it says at least one. Now, to Mark's point, if nothing's really there for it, you probably don't need to do it. And you probably can. If the team decides we don't need it, it's. I think it's fine. I mean, it's not definition Scrum at that point, but... I think it's completely fine. If you don't have anything to talk about, why have the retrospective?
0: Why not? Yeah. So, um, so Mark, but let's, you know you 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 you'd kind of touch on on hybrid, um, hybrid remote, <laughs> uh, and so I I would like to talk a little about about that. I mean, first first, like I said, I'd like your your thoughts on. Okay,
1: it.
2: wait, wait a second.
0: Okay. Yeah. Go for I know.
1: It. I was like, I'm actually.
0: I'm out. I need another <laughs> one. <to do>. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm ready
1: for the conversation <laughs> now. hybrid. I could, uh, I could, uh, everybody fill I up at home for this, one. <laughs> this. is the first synchronized fill up in the history of Drunk Agile.
0: <laughs> we need to, we need to mark this, this date and time. We'll, we'll, we'll call it Mark. It's Mark Kilby time.
2: There you go. <laughs> I'm honored to have it named
0: that. Well, so, so for, first, first, if you don't mind sharing, i I'm, I'd like to hear your thoughts in terms of which which model do you think it will win out, given what's been going on? You know, do you, th- do you think it will be mostly remote? Do you think it'll be more of the hybrid? Do you think it'll be everything will go back to to more kind of? Are you? No, so i to jump it.
1: in. I'll add to it. Not which model would you prefer to win out?
0: Which one will? Which one yeah. Will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'll give yeah. us both. <laughs> and, and then, we, and then we can talk about yeah. uh, hybrid and all that.
2: I, I will. I will say. I. I have enjoyed all the news articles about remote and hybrid remote over the last year about as much as the political uh, <laughs> articles from 2020. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's the short answer. Uh, so, and, and actually I'm, I'm, I'm writing an article on this now. I, I think what will happen is uh, people will try hybrid remote And they're going to realize, oh, this was just like before the pandemic. It's just as bad. Hmm. It's just as dysfunctional because you've, when you've got people next to you in the office, your tendency is going to be to talk to those people and ignore who's ever on a remote meeting. Now, yes, there's ways to overcome that. And there's, I, I talk about like the, the, the buddy pattern and the co-pilot pattern in the book. And yes, I've used those successfully, but it took time to get people to use those, to build those connections from the office to, to remote. So I think people are going to experiment. They're going to struggle and then they're going to have to decide again, are we going to go fully remote or are we going to go completely back in the office? That's, that's where I think it's going to go in the next year.
0: So you, you think in the short term, in this kind of near to midterm, in the next year, you're yeah. thinking mo- most people will experiment with a hybrid model. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and oh, your expectation, oh, they already are. Yeah, they already are. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and your, your expectation is that by and large, I don't want to say fail. Um, it will it will it will cause challenges um, that will force and, them to rethink that decision.
2: Yeah, exactly. unless they make some very intentional changes to to build a fully cohesive team, and that means build those connections with people who are not in the office at the moment, and those that are in the office. If there's any kind of um, inequality or bias, it's it's just not going to
1: work. Yeah, yeah and, and 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 to 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 attest to that, and I think and Mark, you've used the D word, discipline, a few times already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah not dan sorry, just, so
0: that's not the d word i think of when i think of critique but that's okay <laughs> that's a different story
1: uh, a few times and it takes a, it takes a while to build that discipline it's not automatic it takes a while so those patterns that you're talking about the pilot pattern the buddy pattern oh, th- those take discipline and discipline takes time yes uh, you, yeah. you can't just come out of this and go we're going to do hybrid and it's going to work it, that takes time to to evolve the discipline to actually do it right.
2: Yeah, and and just and just for the benefit of your audience who who may not have drank enough yet, um, the the idea behind the buddy pattern is if if you have a part of the group in the office and you have some remote, and thank you for taking a drink. Um, <laughs> what you do is. Any time, especially when you're in a meeting, you get a, pers- a person in the room to pair up with somebody remote. So I've done this for years where, because it's too darn hard to try to, uh, to facilitate the remote people and the activity in the room. So I just passed, passed that responsibility out. And what I discovered was it builds a much stronger connection with those who are remote especially if they don't have the opportunity to come to the office often. And I found that people will take that outside of the meeting and they'll stay in touch with those people. So what I would do is I would rotate that every meeting. So different people were paired with, or different people in the office were paired with, with different remote people and they built stronger connections throughout the whole team. But that takes discipline. So if you've got a facilitator that's not willing to do that, that's going to fall apart. Or if you have people in the, in that team that's not willing to do that, it'll fall apart. So, so that and and the copilot is similar. It's just at a larger scale.
0: So, I mean, I just have to. I'm, I mean, I'm 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 honestly kind of very excited about about what's going to happen because, um, you know, for the for the longest time, you had you had the camp within the agile community that said, you know, agile can never work remotely. Well, of course, that's not true. Yeah, Or at least my my belief. I should say my belief is. That you know, that's not true. And then you had all these companies out there that said, oh, you know, the, the work that needs to be done, we, we can never do that remotely. Well, it was, it was fascinating how quickly companies figured out um, the, the whole remote thing. Um, and so, you know, to, 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 to give that up uh, for the sake of presenteeism, although, although I have to say, I, I do kind of understand the argument behind present to you. I, I, I am, yeah. I'm, I'm sympathetic to, to 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 that argument. I'm not saying I necessarily agree with it, but I'm, I'm sympathetic to it. Um, you know, I, I'd hate to see us lose, you know, all, all the gains because I mean, I we've learned we've learned so much, you know, in the past year. Um, yeah. and I think I, I, as you're attesting to Mark, there's there, I think there's a lot more that that we we need need to learn. Um, but, you know, these are things that would have never even been possible even. Ten years ago, maybe even five years ago, you know, because you know the technology or whatever you know wasn't there. So anyway, I'm just saying, I'm well, kind of excited and, how it all and
2: it's, it's still and it's still not equally available either. So there's still yeah. parts of the world that does not have the bandwidth yeah. that we enjoy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or or the or the space that some of us enjoy in mm-hmm. in our homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've certainly worked with some over this last year who. I mean, they were literally in closets working uh, because that's the only quiet space they had available in their homes. Uh, so, so there's there's those issues. Uh there's the there's also the there's also the issue of what does the team need to get their work done? So I'm not saying they're always going to be remote there'll be times where they need to come back together. So I, I think for those companies that embrace a remote form of working, their offices are gonna become more like conference centers. So I, where teams can reserve space saying, hey, we need to spend a couple of days hashing out this new initiative or this new product, and let's let's book some space. And there'll be some people who will be in the office all the time, but for, for most, if we're talking knowledge workers, they don't need to be there all the time. They can mm-hmm. be wherever they need to be. Uh, hopefully, that would also encourage people to take more vacations, too, yeah. and not be not be tied to. In some of the remote companies I've been in, I've known people who have taken workations. So when they shift in that mode, they might work half days and, and then uh, be with their families. Or they'll say, you know, for this week, I'm going to be on three days and off the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. And why not? Why not have that flexibility? If, if that if that brings you the, the best people, no matter where they're at, why not do that?
1: So. You, you mentioned the buddy system earlier and it just sparked a story in my head from one of the teams I was on, one of my tech leads and, and Dan knows him. His name is Paul Whitehead he was uh, pairing with someone remote and um, he has a habit of getting loud and there was something they weren't agreeing on. So so this is a hybrid situation. There were like eight of us in the room and four of us remote and we had the buddy system going. So no one who was remote was. was... And all of a sudden, the at least the eight people in the room could not work because all you could hear was Paul going off on this person about the, how that pattern we're trying to implement is just a stupid pattern and the good thing is it ended up in a good place but yeah the, but that that person on the other end of the line was definitely part of the team at that point
2: yeah yeah well that's that's where we need to introduce him to yeah, old smoky,
1: all,
2: all smoky. <laughs> The the cure for the hybrid uh, model. (laughs)
0: Yeah, he he needs to mellow a little bit. Yeah,
2: yeah. But I mean, that's. But to be more serious, it's in a hybrid situation, and if you're pairing that way, you also still have to be aware of the teammates that are around you. You are. So, Mm -hmm.
1: I think that only makes things better, though, because. When you're aware of the people around you 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 realize it's not just the two of you in a room it's just some of us don't realize that that easily
2: yeah but it, it is easier to capture those great stories of paul yes
1: but, yeah
0: <laughs> i was gonna say i don't know that you really with, with paul on your team i'm not sure you really need to be remote just you open no, you a window and... <laughs> you
1: should, you should be anyway you'll hear him
0: yeah. um so, so, so some, some, some final thoughts, Mark. I don't know. Can, can, can you wrap it up for us? I mean, if we were to tie a bow on this, on this conversation, what, 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 what are we saying here? What are we?
2: So, I, I, so what I would say is I think the next year is going to introduce us to some more shifts, some more challenges mm-hmm. as people figure out what did we really learn
0: mm-hmm.
2: or what are we willing to learn
0: mm-hmm.
2: and what yeah. are we willing to, to take on? Uh, you know, the three of us have been around the Agile community long enough. We've seen how fast some things get adopted and how slow some things get adopted. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is definitely going to be one of those things that are going to challenge people to think about letting go of their practices and going back to principles. What's important about how we work? What are the principles? And that's, that's still hard for some people in the Agile community. And so at, And that's that's really what the book was about, was you've got to let go of your practices you do in the office and think about what are you trying to achieve online? What are some different ways of doing that? So we now all have a year and a half of experience of of trying to figure that out. And the constraint's going to be let go soon. So what did we learn and what can we do better? Or what do we feel we need to go back to?
0: You know, if I can if I can throw my, my bit of controversy on, then um, you know I w- I would say, <clears throat> I you know I would like to question w- whether whether agile really is the end all be all. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, do, do 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 we do we really care? You know.
2: Uh, well, uh, I I think DevOps answered that one. <laughs>
0: you mean you, you mean, you mean ops mark right no <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah you mean sas but
2: but, yeah. but to 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 pour a little more whiskey on that fire um <laughs> if you look at what's coming out of the the devops community the last five years a lot of it's not too different it's just some things that have shifted there are there have been some new some new ideas but it's Groups that have been kind of forgotten originally are now having a voice, mm-hmm. and yes, it's it's going to evolve. It has to evolve.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to regret this, but pratik, <laughs> any, anything anything from you?
1: Uh, so w- one thing I will add is um, this book from Mark and Joanna. This uh, I got my copy from Mark just before we all shut down. Like it was like literally. like Like a week before (laughs) or a week before when we shut down so um as everyone's going back as we're thinking about going back this is more relevant than it ever was you have a whole bunch of experience from what you just did of a year and a half of being completely distributed and uh, Joanna's and 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 Mark's work here is uh, as relevant as it ever was. Um, Mark, thanks for thanks for coming on and you know sharing whiskey thanks. with us. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Thanks. Yeah, thank. Thank you. I mean, couple couple first. First for Old Smoky
1: right, on the show,
0: which is <laughs> Appreciate
1: that. which it is. Just- happened if it wasn't for you which is just brilliant
0: and then of course uh we we introduced mark kilby time whereas uh we got it we got to freshen up before before a tough topic so for certain you know, topics yeah we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna be using that for, from now on so you know, it might become a retrospective technique it yeah we, we need to mark kilby time this uh, um,
1: save this one for mark kilby time yeah <laughs>
0: um so yeah so for for the star of this the show nisha in the background there uh for the yogi Berra of agile pratik singh a very very special thanks mark mark thanks so much for for taking time out to, to come talk to a couple drunks like us and and put hey. up with us and and uh, and keep us honest um so i'm daniel vakanti uh I was going to invite everybody who's watching the show. Leave us a comment. What, you know, what, what do you think about what the next year is going to look like for you know for remote work? You know, whether whether we stay remote, whether it's hybrid, whether it's you know everybody back at the office. You know, what do what do you how do you think this is going to play out? We you know we'd be interested to hear that. So, thanks everyone for watching. Um, have a good night, and we will see you in the next video. Cheers, everybody.